Today's episode is brought to you by COVID-19. I know you have nothing to do. Might as well listen to this. Welcome, and thank you for listening. This is South of the Eight, a podcast dedicated to everything and anything concerning the best part of San Diego. In this Spanglish podcast, we're going to be discussing our beautiful communities and local businesses. Y a lo mejor te sigues preguntando, is this podcast for me? Well, do you speak Spanglish as a first language? Do you love supporting local businesses in your community? Maybe you grew up here and you know every inch of the South Bay, or you're new to South Bay and you're just trying to embrace what's around. Well, I believe that this podcast is for you. One of the things I aim to do with this podcast is give a voice to those that are following their dreams. Whether you have a small business, you're an artist, or you're just figuring things out, maybe with this podcast you can find a little bit of motivation or maybe even some information. And with that, we can all push each other up and just try to be the best that we can. And even if you don't agree with everything we have to say, That's perfect. Let's start a conversation. Let's make this a platform where we can discuss things that maybe affect our day-to-day or maybe affect big-picture things. San Diego's amazing, and the people in San Diego are amazing. And this is me just celebrating that. And if you wish to continue listening, I will be posting episodes every week on your favorite platforms, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Anchor. On the Anchor app, you'll actually be able to leave me voicemails or comments if you guys have anything to say, any request or any any interview ideas that you guys might have. They're all welcome. And if maybe you don't feel like downloading another app, well, you can follow me on my social medias at ThatDudeVega on Instagram and Twitter for any of the comments you guys may have. And now to today's topic, COVID-19. I feel like one of the worst parts of quarantine is not really knowing what's going on. And even though there's a lot of news on TV, it just doesn't seem to make sense sometimes. Everybody's contradicting one another, and we don't really get a a clear picture of what's going on. And that's sort of what I was aiming today with this interview. I was hoping that maybe we could sort of simplify some of the questions we might all have and, you know, try to discuss it. That's when interviewing Giovanna came to mind. I figured that a young perspective from someone that's studying public health could be what we all sort of need to understand everything that's going on and maybe put some peace of mind. So with that, I hope you guys enjoy the interview. And again, thank you so much for listening in. Here's Giovanna. Uh, I do apologize if the audio sounds a little funny. We're doing this remotely over the computer just because of um, quarantine precautions and all of that good stuff. We're trying to set up, <laughs> set a good example. So go ahead uh, if you'd like to introduce yourself. All right. So my name is Giovanna, and I'm currently an undergrad at UCSD. And it so happens that my major is public health, which I hope you all are a little bit more familiar with now. So public health, we try to educate communities. Um, we try to help people uh, create healthy lifestyles. We focus on like disease trends and all of that. So, yeah. Okay. Thank you for that. Um, 
So I'll, I guess I'll just go ahead and get right to it. Honestly, this isn't a to- topic that I wanted to talk about, but unfortunately, because we're in it pretty deeply, I feel like it'd be irresponsible not to at least acknowledge it. But because we're everybody's so tired about hearing what COVID is, what can we do to sort of better our situation specifically? Because even though it's good to think big picture, we're not exactly going to find a cure in San Diego. So I figured how can we ourselves help our communities, help each other, and just try to stay safe? Yeah, so COVID-19 is an infectious disease, and it's newly dis- it's a newly discovered type of coronavirus. So I know a lot of people were kind of weirded out when they saw on the Clorox wipes in the back, it says, oh, it protects or it wipes down co- coronavirus. So yeah, this is a virus that already existed. It is just a different form of the virus, and it did it's a zoonotic disease, so it did come from an animal, but it was mutated in a way that it now affects humans. So it's kind of like SARS and MERS, where it does affect like our upper respiratory. So yeah, it did already exist. Did hear from the CDC that a lot of people may be asymptomatic, meaning they might not be showing any signs or symptoms or anything like that, correct? Yeah, no, that is right. Because the incubation period is up to 14 days. So you could be asymptomatic for a lot of those days and you're not going to know. So yeah, it's, it's a really interesting virus to look at. I don't know. It's, there's so many new things about it every day and there's so much information. And it, I know it's a little confusing, but yeah. So the reason why they're emphasizing on the social distancing, social distancing is because of that, because some people are asymptomatic. So, From my understanding also, I feel like a lot of this social distancing is sort of saying, hey guys, can you guys hold on? We don't know what's going on. So like if we could all hang out for a second, while we figure it's not because like we know for a fact this is going to work it's more like please help us let's stay inside because i feel like that's maybe one part a lot of people are missing it's like well if someone else does it i don't have to do it but it's like no it takes sort of everybody correct no that's right um so at first i know we were all like kind of joking and like we all saw those memes you know um but like school started closing and then businesses started closing and then we were all like, okay, like this is serious. Um, and that is because, yeah, it is important because we don't know yet. Like this virus started in December and we saw China like go on lockdown for three months and they're barely recuperating. And I think that in my opinion, in the U S we didn't act fast enough. So that is why we're now number one. Um, with the number of cases. So if we would have taken the social distancing measures from the get-go, then it wouldn't be as bad as it is right now. So I actually saw the HHSA in the morning, they posted a picture um, from the county of San Diego. And it shows that if you do not reduce your social distancing, you're just going on about your life regularly, within 30 days, you will have infected 450 people. And if you reduce your interaction with others by 75%, you will have infected 2.5 people in 30 days, which is insane. I believe it's become pretty difficult to truly wrap our mind around those kind of numbers, especially when they just keep increasing day to day. But with that, masks or no masks, what would you say? It was a little confusing when the CDC came out with the new guidelines for um, face covering. Um, people were like, okay, at first, yeah, yeah, at first they were telling us not to, and now they're telling us to, but 
I want to let you guys know that we should be covering our face, but we shouldn't be wearing stuff that's needed for our healthcare workers. Um, I think you guys know that by now, I mean, our healthcare workers don't have enough protective equipment and they're the ones in the front lines of this. So if we're over here wasting gloves and buying N95, we're not really helping anyone especially because I don't think the majority of the population knows how to use N95s. <laughs> um, but I think that by wearing a cloth over your face, a scarf, I know I've seen a video circling around and it says, oh, it's not really protective. But you have to understand that we're protecting others. We're not protecting ourselves. I know it sounds kind of mean to say, but <laughs> we want to stop because we may be asymptomatic or pre-symptomatic and we don't know it. There's been a lot of studies that show that young people don't show symptoms and we may just be carrying around the disease. Why do you think it's the uh, big emphasis on washing our hands? So hand washing is really important because the soap um, inactivates the virus's lipid bilayer. So by washing your hands with soap and water, you are kind of like taking down. The way I could explain it is like destroying the cell structure that the virus will not be like alive, I guess we could say anymore. So when you do touch your eyes or your mouth or your nose, like you won't have that possibility of getting the disease. I just feel like one of the first things I thought of personally, and I know it's wrong, but one of the first thing I, things I thought of when I heard wash your hands was like, yeah, I know, like I know how to wash my hands. Like, why are you do you keep telling me to wash my hands. I know we're supposed to do that in the back of my mind thinking like, when's the last time I washed my hands? But I feel like <laughs> with that in mind, a lot of people sort of get defensive and it just feels a little condescending that you're telling me something that seems so obvious. So why, in your own words, uh, sort of explain to me CDC, the CDC's approach to people just trying to be a little healthier, a little cleaner, maybe. Um, so hygiene and sanitation obviously is very important. Um, I know it seems kind of dumb, like, oh, yeah, wash your hands for 20 seconds. I myself had already been exposed to that because of my public health courses, and I did actually learn how to properly wash my hands in environmental and occupational health, but I'm also a server, so I'm around food, so I already had that, like, basic, oh, wash your hands for 20 seconds, sing happy birthday, whatever, and I don't, I know it does sound a little, like, rudimentary, like, okay yeah, wash my hands. But because we don't have a vaccine yet or because we don't have anti-viral anti medication for it, I think that that is why they're telling us to social distance, to wash our hands, because for now, those are the best things we can do to avoid getting sick or to avoid getting others sick. I, I totally understand. I've worked in the healthcare for the last five years. And honestly, it's just the amount of times you go over washing your hands and uh, recertification classes and all that sort of stuff it just sort of makes you think like yeah like who wouldn't but unfortunately <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of people that maybe just take it for granted or just sort of think oh if I just run my fingers through this water after going to the uh -huh. bathroom I should be fine which is <laughs> it's just it boggles my mind but anyway <laughs> one of the things I feel like I've noticed a lot is that big words so, such as social distancing PPE so pro protective Personal protective equipment, flattening the curve. These are all terms that maybe we, most of us wouldn't have heard or even been able to identify. After everything's over, do you think being this hyper-aware 
is a good thing or do you think we're just sort of going to go back to the way things were? Well, I'm a public health major, so I want to say that it's a good thing <laughs> um, because our whole ideal is to educate people and that hopefully like the social distancing and the, the curve and all of that, like we hope that it's embedded in people's heads and that they get it. So in the future, if there's another pandemic, we already know how to react. Um, in my opinion, though, from what I've seen, I do feel like people will be more aware just because, I don't know, like it just completely revolutionized our lives, kind of. Like a lot of us are jobless right now. Um, a lot of us are not able to travel. Like we had to cancel our spring breaks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> it's, uh, it's okay. for, those, for those who may not know, she had a uh, trip planned to Spain, correct? Yeah. And I think uh, the day of, if not the day after, um, everything went down. It was when she was supposed to be leaving. So my heart goes out to you. <laughs> Just, that that <laughs> okay. really, really sucks. But, you know, I mean, you're clearly here trying to help instead of complain. So that's good. Yeah, no. And I mean, right now we're kind of left with... I know college students were like, what the hell? Like, what's going to happen once I graduate? Like, what kind of world am I going to be? Like, the workforce, how's it going to be like, you know? Like, in the future, I don't know. We'll be more aware and we'll know how to tackle this, I want to say. Because I feel like my generation is really aware of things. And we latch on to things. And, like, not being mean to the boomers, but... <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. I want to say we're, we're a little bit more open-minded and we're more willing to accept things and things as they are i feel like this is definitely a sort of cultural reset where we can mm -hmm. all sort of look at each other and think oh wow we are not ready for a lot of things but maybe that'll work as a learning experience and looking towards the future do you think we'll ever get back to what it once was or are we looking at some kind of compromise i think we're looking at a compromise um especially if this will be a seasonal thing i think that from now on stores restaurants um, businesses in general will will definitely keep the social distancing memo um, and I think it's going to be hard um, but I think that until we for sure have like a cure for this or whatever you want to call it is until then is when we'll be able to go 100% to normal but for now I don't see any normal and I know that I went to Walmart the other day and I wasn't even at Walmart I was in the parking lot and I just heard like a um like a megaphone kind of announcement and it was like hey for your protection please stay six feet apart please do this and that and I thought it was so creepy I felt like I was in a dystopian like yeah like a big brother type of situation yeah it, it feels so weird um yeah, not, just, not just that, but the now the observation of actually having ma having masks. I understand that mm -hmm. a lot of people may be getting citations for not wearing masks. That's something that would have been ridiculous half a half a year ago. So it is kind of it's a scary. It's scary in a way. For most people our age, I feel like the big enemy here is boredom because we. I feel like we all understand how bad it is, but it's that boredom. We'll have a little bit of it, and afterwards, we're just like, man, I honestly, maybe I don't care. Maybe it's not that big of a deal, right? I feel like that's something we all face. Yeah, but I feel like nowadays, there's so much technology in our homes that we can use it to be productive. I mean, I know that this past two weeks, I started school, and as much as it sucked to have my last quarter online, 
it has kept me busy and honestly I hardly turn my TV on I'm just doing homework but I'm a big nerd so I know <laughs> not everyone's a fan of homework but one of the main things with social distancing especially in our culture is multi-generational generational households you know and for those that may not know what that is it's when grandma grandpa parents kids and maybe you and your baby mama or baby daddy are all in one house uh do you do you have any comments or maybe tips on what those people can do because sometimes even they are more than 10 at a time which is already not permitted yeah no i know like in italy that was a big problem um you do have a lot of the family that's just italian culture you do have the grandma you have your parents you have the grandchildren living together under one roof and yeah that's beautiful but at this time right now it's scary because you don't know if you're gonna get your loved one sick so that just goes to show that if you can please do not go outside please do not bring back a possibly deadly virus to those that you love and if you don't have a choice if you have to go to work if you live in a big enough big enough house then try to isolate yourself in a room in the garage I know that a lot of doctors have been doing that. They go back home, but they don't see their family. They stay completely separated because they don't want to expose their loved ones. And we don't all have that privilege, but if you do, please try and do that. One of the big things that bothers me is the misinformation sources. I love Facebook for the memes, but man, <laughs> it is rough, especially with uh, such clickbait culture where a lot of people are sharing headlines without going into the actual articles themselves. Yeah. So with that, who should we be listening to and what should we look out for? So personally, I have seen my family be a victim to this. <laughs> like just this morning, my aunt texted me something about something from John Hopkins. But at the end, it seemed like the person who sent the message put their own opinion, but it wasn't really clear. And it was kind of more like of a theory. So she was like freaking out. She was like, so what do I, what do I believe? Like what is true? What isn't true? So I told her, these are the sources you need to listen to. Like first and foremost, the CDC, the WHO, those are the main ones right now. Cause those are like the big public health sources, like schools, you know, like Harvard, UCLA. And I told her John Hopkins because John Hopkins is actually the number one school of public health in the nation. So if you can, try and get your research from those sources and like um, sandiego.gov, cdph.gov, all those have information regarding COVID-19. You can even text them and they'll send you updates. Um, I know, for example, UCSD on our page, we have a highlight of COVID-19 themes, so you can look at those through schools. But yeah, don't fall into the clickbait because that's only going to make you more scared and Please read your sources. If it's not like the New York Times or something repeatable like that, then it's not worthwhile reading. Yeah, I feel like I completely agree with questioning everything. But especially with things like that, you should definitely know where you're getting your information from. Because as much as as fun as theories are and as good as it would feel mm -hmm. to know that nothing's going on, it's better to know what's actually going on. So... I, I know that a lot in like YouTube and I think I saw it today on Instagram. If anyone ever quotes or sorry, hashtags COVID-19 on their post, it'll pop up a tab 
saying like COVID-19 actual information, like even they're trying to do their part to not spread fake information. And I'm not saying that like Facebook is super reputable, especially with everything going on with them, but it's a start. If you've maybe never been one for information or news, maybe it's time to start looking, you know, just so you can for one form an opinion, but also to be informed of what's actually going on. Because I feel like a lot of people aren't trying to be super apathetic about this. They just don't know better and are just going with what everyone is going. And I don't mean that as an insult. I mean that as, you know, maybe give it a couple minutes, read a couple articles or watch a video. So many good videos on YouTube on what's going on. Uh, Just make sure it's Mike. Dr. Mike on YouTube is a really good one. And he does have an episode on misinformation. If you want to go ahead and look at that, I think that would be great for you. Yeah, no, definitely. I feel like just find your niche, you know, whatever entertains mm-hmm. you. There's, um, I feel like a, a big revolution of like uh, infotainment, which I feel like is a lot of what I do, I watch. Um, but there's interesting ways of taking in information. It is just up to us to look, look for it. But Thank you so much for doing this again. Um, hope, hopefully we can do this uh, soon with uh, an update and maybe some good news. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, we're just taking this day by day. We got to chill. <laughs> See where this goes in a few months from now. If we all do our part, then we should be fine in the long run. So I feel like that's what it, their <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's what it comes down to. Let's all do our part. All right. Thank you so yeah. much. Have a good <laughs> My one. My pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye.